plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. How are you? Welcome to our Power Party. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the SBC's uh, Be the Star You Are charity. We have another hot, hot day here in California, and it started off with fog and overcast, and then it just got hot. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I am hot, hot, hot. <laughs> um, we strive to seed, stimulate, and uh, you know, give you space for some positive, meaningful conversations. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. You can find out more at bethestarur.org. And we'll have some great announcements coming up in a second. But this is a quote from Benjamin Disraeli. Never apologize for showing feeling. When you do so, you apologize for the truth. So I think that's true. It's okay to show your feelings. Well, uh, what we have coming up in today's show is we're going to talk about the incremental deforestation of the Amazon and how is it in, how it has increased dramatically in the past three years due to President Bolsonaro's aggressive efforts to build more roads and reduce oversight of agribusiness and undermine protecting indigenous lands. Um, I don't like to get into political things, but I've been to the Amazon a couple of times and we have to save it. So I'm very all in favor of that. Also, as most people know, there is an epidemic in the United States of teacher burnout. And why are teachers so unhappy? And why are so many leaving the teaching field? Is it political posturing that's causing part of the crisis? Are we in a culture war regarding topics to be taught? What is it and what can we do to retain our teachers because teachers are so critical to the development of a child. And that's coming up in segment three. But right now in segment one, I first of all, I am so excited to announce that Be The Star You Are charity as well as Star Style is entering the metaverse. And I was just reading an article in C that was like, what do you wear to the metaverse? And what I have to tell you is today um, the starstylecommunity.com launched with proceeds going to be the star you are and it is to purchase NFTs that are based on the characters from my new book uh, No Barnyard Bullies that is illustrated by Jensen Russell and I don't know anything about NFTs. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm really on a learning curve. But go to starstylecommunity.com and check it out. Because starting today, it launched, starting today, you can buy an NFT for 10% off, which is $89 as opposed to $99. And then the NFTs drop on October 26th. So when you buy it, you're not going to know which NFT you have. 
And from what I understand, NFTs are like baseball trading cards of yore. So some of them are going to uh, end up being really valuable, or hopefully they'll be really valuable. And others will be probably just, you know, more ho-hum. But I think what's fun for the community, which the community which will be all of you who buy an NFT, uh, you can check out the roadmap because there are going to be all kinds of upcoming events that are exclusive experiences just for the star style community. And that's part of your NFT. So you're not just buying an NFT. You are getting going to get access to lectures that I will be doing virtually to special guests. Um, in fact, Jensen Russell, our illustrator, is going to be coming on and show people how she creates the art. We're going to be having a wine experience. We'll go into the barnyard. There's all kinds of fun things that we are going to be doing, um, you know, and just hanging out and celebrating you. So I hope that everybody will go to starstylecommunity.com and at least purchase one NFT. I am so excited because I already purchased my NFTs because um, even though I don't understand it, I want to be part of the metaverse. And um, it just seems like everybody is talking about it today. And, um, you know, you have to kind of go with the flow. It just sounds super, super fun. So, again, I was reading this article, What Are You Wearing to the Metaverse? And it says, even digital worlds require a wardrobe. And so luxury brands are fighting for dollars a long way from Rodeo Drive. So if you're wondering what exactly is the metaverse, um, it is an online simulation that echoes the contours of the world we currently inhabit. So it's like a mix of virtual and augmented realities. Now, if that sounds too strange, it probably is. But um, it does seem like a far-off fantasy. But if you think about every time you sit down to have a Zoom meeting or you use those Instagram filters that, you know, smooth your skin out or make you look better, or you buy an NFT, you're actually dipping your toe into the metaverse's um, beginning phases. And... It, of course, everyone says, well, what are we going to do when we get there? Well, probably a lot of what we will do is we're going to work. We're going to hang out with friends. Maybe we'll see movies or a concert. Um, and a lot of artists and luxury brands are counting that you are going to dress your pixel version of yourself, which is an avatar, in, um, in designer clothes. <laughs> So I think that is it's so fascinating that that you could actually buy clothes for the metaverse and then enter these uh, new universes and you're going to probably, you know, probably have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, something that really um, emerged for me is that artists in the Caribbean have decided to harness NFT technology to showcase their region and their vibrant creations, and also to learn a living. And even though banks are really slow to adapt and catch up, um, it seems that the creative, the future is maybe, uh, is going to either be in crypto. Now, the NFTs that are coming from Star Style Collection, what I love about this has nothing to do with crypto. You don't have to know it at all. Uh, you can buy the NFT with a credit card or with PayPal, You'll get an email that uh, acknowledges that you bought it. It tells you that they're going to drop on the 26th 
of October. And at that time, you'll get to see what you have. And then you can trade it. You can sell it. You can hold on to it. Um, I, you know, I, I kind of the world is the oyster. But let me go back to these artists from the Caribbean because what they're doing is they are drawing inspiration from all their colorful surroundings. And then they're transforming their work to virtual spaces and they're selling it. And they do that because anyone anywhere in the world can mint an artwork to the blockchain. And anyone and anywhere else in the world can buy it. So I guess that is the whole point. And the good news is Be The Star You Are is going to be a recipient of this. So if you want to do something really cool and get part of the metaverse and get an NFT, um, you will be actually getting in and donating to be the star you are. So it seems like a fun, a really fun thing. I don't know how it's all logged, but I am on a learning curve and I'm going to be on a learning curve with you. So starstylecommunity.com. They've uh, put together, my publisher and the people at VC have put together a terrific website and uh, it's really easy to navigate, and there are videos on it, and it tells you all the different things that you can do. So um, NFT technology really lends itself to this kind of creative work because every NFT is 100% unique, and it can be rendered as a digital representation of a piece of art. So in this case, all of our NFTs in the first drop are going to be characters in the book No Barnyard Bullies, which just launched at the Pear Festival, and we have been selling out. I've had to put in two more orders of books because we have so many people that want the book. So I'm really, really excited about it. And if anyone listening wants to buy in bulk, shoot me an email because um, that way I can take care of you and get you a discount for uh, what we call premium sales. Otherwise, go to my website, CynthiaBryan.com, and click on the um, online store, Star Style Store, and you can buy any of my books there, but you will see that No Barnyard Bullies is there. And every person so far that has gotten it has just felt it was just is just such an amazing book, which gives me a lot of hope uh, that we'll start the next one in January. And part of the NFT is uh, people are going to get the opportunity to name characters in the book or dedicate the book. So there's a lot of things. I mean, again, we're figuring it out as we go, but I can just see a lot of really fun things um, that's happening. And we have a lot of excitement around these NFTs. And I just want to thank everybody at VC and my publisher, uh, Bill Gladstone at Waterside Press, because it was him who um, chose me to be part of this new technology. And um, I know I, my first th my first thought, so if you're thinking this, I thought it too, is like, why would any collector want to own digital art? I mean, if you buy a painting for your home, you hang it in your home. And some of those works become valuable for the same, you know, because you've had them. Some don't escalate at all. But I guess the same thing holds true for digital art. It becomes valuable for the same reason that any piece of art or any collectible item becomes valuable. And that's because people want it. So... 
um, NFTs are allowing artists to capitalize on their network and their community. And, uh, you know, as like art, which is what we're doing now, becomes more valuable as most more people compete to buy it. Uh, this sounds like a really great thing because you can acquire and trade your NFTs and then you can create some, some kind of buzz and um, it is available to any collector regardless of, collect, of location. Um, it's worldwide. So we can tap into worldwide community of supporters. So that's, that's pretty exciting. So uh, a couple of things about No Barnyard Bully. One of the things we'll be doing in one of the hangouts is I will be telling you the backstory behind No Barnyard Bullies because it is based on a true story. And, um, and then coming up this Sunday on Express Yourself, uh, the illustrator Jensen Russell will be joining our Express Yourself team on the radio to talk about her art and the evolution of art and how she really, um, you know, what inspires her to create art. So you'll want to tune into that on Sunday, 3 p.m. Pacific here on the Voice America Network. But in the meantime, just, you know, go to my website, uh, check out No Barnyard Bullies. It is the first book in the Stella Bella's Barnyard Adventures. It's just a great book for all ages, um, literally, from babies, um, they say until like 10 or 11, or maybe just adults. I have gotten more adults that have written me saying, this is a book that I needed to read. And it's, you know, it's short. It's a picture book. It's sweet. Um, you will love the art. I'm just, I'm really proud of it. I'm so excited. So I have a feeling that writing about animals and uh, nature and doing it for children is probably my next calling since I already have eight other books in the empowerment arena for adults. It's probably time to reach down to the kids. So again, that website is CynthiaBryan.com. If you just want to read about it, you can go to books and just read about it or to buy uh, No Barnyard Bullies or any of my other books. Just go to the online store. And it's really easy, uh, really easy to do. And the fun thing is, is you will get lots of extra goodies. Besides getting an autographed copy, um, I include a lot of fun stuff for you that I think you will enjoy. So uh, check out starstylecommunity.com, which is the NFT. And look at the book for No Barnyard Bullies. And if you have any little children around... Just make sure that you um, you buy a copy for them because they are really going to love it. And, you know, I will put in, I have to, I haven't done it yet, but I will um, put a link in for those of you who have Instagram. We created a couple days ago a very short, just a 15 second, I think 15 seconds or so, video and it's really cute so i'll have to put that i will put that in um on the website for you to see and in some of the um the blogs etc so when we come back from break we're going to talk about the amazon rainforest and what we can do to save it because 
it is rather frightening how much it's being destroyed. And without the rainforest, you know, humanity may not be able to survive. So stay with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryant. Now, back to the power party. This business of show well, we are back, and now we are going to talk a bit about the Amazon. Uh, you've probably been reading quite a bit about it because Brazil's very uh, right-wing president, um, Bolsonaro, is not a friend of the Amazon. And during his four years in office, the rainforest has been cleared at an accelerating rate to the point where deforestation occurs as Um, at twice the rate it was before his presidency started. And forest fires are intentionally set to clear the Amazon, so they're prevalent, and that's causing air pollution in even neighboring Colombia. Now, this past Sunday, Brazilians went to the polls to decide if Bolsonaro should be reelected. And environmentalists were warning that the fate of the Amazon was on the ballot. And I guess originally he wasn't supposed to get so many votes. Um, people who are poor, they want the other candidate, um, Silva, 
who he was, I think, three terms or something as um, as the leader. But he was a friend to the poor people. So they're the ones that like him. But I guess now there's going to be a runoff because uh, Silva got 48 percent. Bolsonaro got 43. So nobody got a clear majority. But if for people who grew up in the indigenous reserve in the Brazilian Amazon, where most people live off the land by farming on small small forest clearings and fishing in rivers, they their lifestyle has become increasingly difficult to sustain because there's been these wildcat gold mining operations which are polluting the river. Uh, the ranchers are clearing a large swaths of the rainforest and they're putting in cattle. And now the animals and plants of the rainforest are becoming scarce. Um, the rivers are drying up and the indigenous people don't eat very well. Um, so they're really getting worried because they can't sustain themselves. And Brazil is home to a third of the world's rainforest. It's portion of the Amazon, which straddles nine countries. Did you know that? Nine countries in South America. It has been under threat since the 1970s when the nation's military uh, junta built roads into what was previously isolated areas. And then they encouraged settlers to move in because they promised them free land. And it kind of sounds like what happened in America, right, with uh, what we did to our indigenous population of, of moving the Native Americans out and then telling um, people that they could come and take a land grab, you know, because we weren't recognizing the indigenous people. So that's very, very scary. But um, the incremental deforestation of the Amazon has just increased dramatically over the past three years because of President Bolsonaro's aggressive efforts to build more roads and to reduce oversight for agribusiness and undermining laws that are protecting indigenous lands. Now, during the first eight months of 2022, so we're still in 2022, Brazil lost more than 7,000 square kilometers, which is about 2,700 square miles of rainforest. And this was according to satellite images that were taken by National Space Research Agency. That is 10 times the size of New York City. And the Amazon is now being deforested twice as fast as it was in 2018. And that's the year before Bolsonaro was elected president. Now, the radical right-wing president, he tries to get reelected um, against his left wing, his nemesis, um, Louise Lula da Silva. I think the residents just call him Lula. And many environmental leaders are warning that if Bolsonaro gets another four years in office, um, the rainforest could get pushed past the tipping point, meaning that entire swaths of the Amazon would no longer be able to generate enough rainfall to sustain not only Brazil, but, but the countries around it and the world at large. And under that really grim scenario, Trees and vegetation would just wither, and the jungle would turn to a savanna. In other words, deforestation at a rate that all the bulldozers and chainsaws 
haven't been able to achieve, it would, it would just happen because everything is going to die. So if the Amazon dries out, the so-called lungs of South America, because the Amazon, because of the forest, the rainforest and the jungles, they are uh, cleaning our air and really purifying, you know, the air that we breathe. It would no longer be able to act as an effective carbon sink for greenhouse gas emissions. And then it would trigger a chain reaction of events that would have worldwide implications. So as if we're not having enough problems in the world, right, with uh, Russia, you know, rattling the nuclear saber and North Korea launching missiles and who knows if they're going to be nuclear. Uh, I mean, now and, you know, and the pandemic and inflation and uh, the stocks that have dropped, um, (laughs) the price of everything. This is really, really frightening, but it's but it's more frightening than anything because we really are in the danger zone. Um, the executive secretary of the Climate Observatory, Marcio Estrini, he is a Brazilian um, environmental. Um, he's part of the Climate Observatory. He's part of a watchdog group, and they say what they're saying is that this election is not just about choosing a president. It is about whether you they are going to have, South America and the world will have an Amazon, and, um, and whether we are going to have this effective carbon sink for greenhouse gas emissions. And what the people who are against Bolsonaro say is that you can't, have both. We're not going to be able to have an Amazon and Bolsonaro. So it's pretty fascinating how around the world there are all these really, really major right-wing candidates that are really pushing the environment to the danger zone. Now, if there isn't enough vegetation on the eastern side of the Amazon to absorb rain coming in off the Atlantic Ocean, then the whole system would fall apart because the Amazon basin gets much of its rain from clouds that form over the Atlantic. And after rain falls on eastern parts of the Amazon, the jungle absorbs it, and then it releases water vapor back into the atmosphere, and then that forms new clouds. And then wind currents push those clouds and moisture toward the central Amazon and into the Andes, which is on the western side. So... No one, of course, knows uh, what the exact tipping point is going to be, but there was a study published in 2018 that said that once 20 to 25% of the Amazon has been cleared, parts of the southern, eastern, and central Amazon will begin to turn into savannas. And a more recent study that was actually published this past September by the U.S., the United States-based monitory of the Andean Amazon Project, they call themselves MAAP, estimates that 13% of the Amazon's original forest cover has already been lost, and deforestation is actually as high as 30% in the eastern third of the rainforest, which is under greater pressure from cattle ranching and soy production. So 
that finding is really critical and the tipping point will likely be triggered in the eastern Amazon. So the worry is, is that the Amazon could be pushed faster than ever towards its uh, tipping point if Bolsonaro was reelected because he supports further eliminating all the red tape for those who want to set up plantations and extraction of minerals or gold or, you know, anything else in the rainforest. And um, he wants to make it very difficult for any environmental agencies to do their job. And, it, it, you know, we don't have to agree with all the environmental agencies that are out there. And a lot of them kind of go maybe way too far. But when it comes to the rainforest and the Amazon, I think everybody really has to take stand up and say, wow, you know, this can affect the entire world. We're not just talking about a frog somewhere in uh, that doesn't exist in a riverbed that you can't build on because it could live there. This is much, much, much more dangerous because um, the Amazon is literally being cleared and being turned into a, um, a savanna. So uh, when Bolsonaro became president in 2019, he appointed a climate change denier as Minister of the Environment, and he fired 17 of the 21 state heads of the Environmental Protection Agency. He then created a department to dismiss all environmental um, fines and has allowed large-scale landowners to register lands that are actually in indigenous territory. So in other words, um, he is not fining any of these companies. He's not holding anybody accountable. He's saying, go do it. And he's encouraging people to take over the lands of the indigenous people who have lived there for millennium. Also, um, land invasions in indigenous territories, they have increased as well as intentional forest fires that are being uh, set by people who are land grabbers and land speculators. They want to clear the land and then they want to sell it to agricultural companies. And they're not, you know, they're not being fined. They're not being held accountable. Nothing is happening. And requests by mining companies to operate in indigenous lands, listen to this, increased 91% during his first year in office. So in anticipation of a new law announced by the president that would permit mining within protected territories, now, the bill is under debate in Brazil's Congress, but the accelerating deforestation of the Amazon is increasingly becoming a problem for all the neighboring countries as well. In the Colombian capital of Bogota, it's located high in the Andes Mountains, and authorities have warned that the city's air is sometimes polluted with small carbon particles that are coming from those Amazon forest fires in Brazil. And that particulate matter is dumped on the city by the same wind currents that are also bringing the clouds and the rainfall from the Amazon. So it was, it was uh, detected in a large amount in September by the city's air monitoring system. So, of course, this is very frustrating because it's not anything that any of us uh, can control. And, you know, for, for example, the leaders of, of uh, Colombia, 
Colombia. Um, it's out of their control, too, because it's not happening in their country. And on the other hand, it is yet an opportunity to show people how environmental problems are not isolated. Ecosystems have no borders. They don't care where you are. So we have to somehow work to improve the air quality. What they have been doing in Bogota is they have bought 1,400 electric buses. They have expanded cycle lanes. They're planting trees. They're taking measures to limit the use of personal cars. But it needs for its Brazilian neighbor to act as a better steward to the Amazon because the decisions that Amazon, that I mean, that Brazil makes for the Amazon, those are not only choices for Brazil, but it's important for countries surrounding it and for the whole planet. So uh, people uh, and indigenous people have called on the leftist politician to step up efforts to demarcate indigenous lands if he wins. And that would be the man they call Lupa or Silva. And they've asked to strengthen protection agencies that have been stripped of power under Bolsonaro. So the deforestation under, under Bolsonaro is just a wake-up call to the country that elections, every election has consequences. And we have to be very careful about the representatives we elect because our resources are scarce. And if we destroy our natural resources, especially like those in the Amazon that is literally protecting the entire planet, everyone on the earth could die of hunger and thirst. And I've been to the Amazon a few times, um, literally went deep into the Amazon. It's probably a story I'll have to write about it sometime because I'm probably... I was very naive, and I'm lucky to have survived it. Um, but it was such a magical, mysterious uh, place. I mean, it was like a, a, it just seemed like I was almost on another planet. And um, paddling in the Amazon River in a canoe with an indigenous uh, guide that I had just met. In one area, it was so hot, and in one area, I was we were paddling on this, you know, in the Amazon, and it was sort of like a, a it looked, it's so big, it almost looked like a lake, and I said, uh, is it possible I can just jump in and get wet? He said, well, um, not here, we have to go a little bit further, and so I asked, why couldn't I go in here, and he put... <laughs> He put um, a piece of meat in the water, just put it on a hook, and within seconds, the water was alive with piranhas, just everywhere. I mean, it was unbelievable. And then they just, it was just, it was like a, I would have thought I was at Disneyland, but I wasn't. <laughs> and so it was so interesting that these, the indigenous people, they know exactly where the safer areas are and where where the areas are that are not so safe. Met, um, met tribes. I actually met tribes that were headhunters, didn't speak, you know, any English or Spanish. We traded, uh, traded beads. I traded lipstick because they had a chute, a chote berries on their faces. And I gave them, I showed them how lipstick could make lines and gave that to them. Um, and they gave me 
in exchange a blowgun <laughs> with with the Qatari darts. So it was really fascinating. And the animals, unbelievable. You know, pythons, so long, so huge that it makes the movies um, look crazy. And But to see people living in the middle of what we would call absolutely nowhere, it was such a wake-up call. And, I mean, it was spectacular. And it rained a lot. And you just felt, you just really felt when, when I was there that this was kind of the watering hole and the ecosystem for the world. So let's uh, keep our fingers crossed that whoever does get in office will take care of the rainforest because, you know, chopping down all these trees and um, making forest fires and, and removing the indigenous people is not what we should be doing these days. So you're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about teachers and the epidemic of teacher burnout that has so many school districts just struggling to fill positions. And why are teachers so unhappy? I imagine you already know the answers, but we'll have a discussion. Don't go away. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. Be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. How can you increase sales and have loyal clients and customers that are focusing on coming back to you? It's by giving your complete attention to them and working with them in the current moment. You have to be attentive and let the people know that you value their business and you want them to be completely satisfied. Listen to their needs and respond with the assurances of your expertise. Let your client know what you can do, how you will do it, and in what time frame and how much the cost will be. And then make the customer aware of their role in the success of your sale or project together by offering your professional opinion and asking for their feedback. If you project a feeling of indifference, a prospect may decide to go elsewhere. But when you focus on your clients and your customers, you'll be able to control the selling process and gently glide and guide your clients to enjoy the results of the relationships that you have established. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business fight from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. 
Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Well, we are back, and we're going to be talking about teachers. I think every person has had a teacher, and most of us probably have one or two teachers that really made a difference in our lives. I know that I did, and it was my grammar school teachers that I remember the most. Some of my high school teachers were um, made an impression, and a couple of my university teachers, but in general, it's interesting that the university professors are not really on my list of people that I looked up to, but I can still tell you every single one of my one through eighth grade teacher and what they were like, what they looked like, and how hard they worked. So as I said uh, before the break is that there seems to be an epidemic of teacher burnout right now, and the problem is big. In some parts of the country, it is really serious, and school districts have been getting very desperate. Now, Houston has about 900 teacher vacancies when they were going into this school year. And to compensate for four, uh, for these few teachers, districts in Texas and rural Missouri were switching to four-day weeks. In Florida, there are over 8,000 teacher vacancies, and that's according to the Florida Policy Institute. About 450,000 kids started school this past year without a permanent teacher. And in Maryland, about 5,500 teachers quit in 2022 and did not come back this September. And Baltimore schools now have at least 700 vacancies. Now, other places, Pennsylvania, Kansas, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, they also report a crisis in staffing the classroom. And nationally, the percentage of teachers quitting soared to a record level in July 2020. And we can understand because it was, you know, the height of the pandemic. But in the past year, the, uh, the quit rate has dropped and not all states or districts have shortages, but still many of the nation's 3.1 million public school teachers have become deeply disenchanted with the profession and very much burned out. Nearly half of teachers polled this past March say they intend to quit. And a recent survey of principals and school district leaders found that 72% did not have enough applications for open teaching positions. And uh, the executive director of the School Superintendents Association said in all the years that he's been part of um, the school districts across the nation, he's never seen it this bad. So which districts are the hardest hit? Well, states are finding it hardest to retain staff, this comes to no surprise, in poor rural and 
urban districts primarily serving students of color. It seems that you know, the poor and the people of color suffer the most when, when there are all these upheavals. In districts where more than 75% of the student body is non-white, about 10% of teachers resigned or retired this past year. And that was up from 6.5% in 2019. And it's double the rate of districts where 90% or more of the students are white. So in states with shortages, it's also far more difficult to find teachers for math, science, or special education classes. And nearly everywhere, teacher morale has just plummeted, with 90% polled in January saying they are suffering from major burnout. So maybe you'll know the answers, but why are teachers so unhappy? Well, of course, the pandemic and politics are two of the primary factors. When schools closed their doors, uh, when the pandemic hit back in March 2020, teachers didn't have any time to prepare for a shift to remote learning. And, you know, they had to have, they had to start and stop and fits, you know, and starts to reopening schools over the following year. It introduced a host of brand new problems. And some districts rejected masking requirements and then others struggled to enforce them. So coming to work meant daily exposure to COVID. Now, this really shocked me because it's not talked about that much. More than 800 teachers died of COVID during the first year of the pandemic in 2020, and they, they got COVID at school. 800 teachers. And a recent uh, survey this year found that 19% of teachers who got COVID are reporting that they suffer from long COVID. And long COVID can be really bad, and it can attack your heart and your lungs, and you have no energy, and, you know, you can't work. Uh, it's, it's really, really terrible, and they don't seem to have a cure for it yet. So during remote learning, some students' mental health deteriorated. It caused many to act out when they returned to school. And in the 2021 American Psychological Survey, 14% of teachers reported that they were physically attacked by students. 14% said they were attacked by students. And 33% reported being threatened or harassed. I mean, I wouldn't want to be teaching either if I was threatened, harassed, or attacked. And at the same time, the struggle to make up for the pandemic learning loss It totally increased the teachers' workloads, and it led to mounting pressure from increasingly antagonistic parents and uh, micromanaging administrators. I mean, the poor teachers are caught in the middle, and many teachers say they've been pushed past the point of endurance, and every minute that they weren't with the kids personally, it was like they were treading water with mental health. Um, some teachers said they just felt like they were absolutely drowning. Now, how are local governments coping? Well, faced with a tighter labor market, many districts are raising base salaries, and some are offering signing and relocation bonuses. And actually, in New Mexico, in one New Mexico school district, they are actually offering a bonus of $25,000 to come work. Um, Some states are loosening their eligibility requirements in Florida. Military veterans are now eligible to be temporary 
teachers getting a temporary teaching certificate, even if they don't have a bachelor's degree. Arizona will now allow current college students to teach. But educators say that teaching is a profession that requires training and experience. So lowering the bar is only going to diminish the quality of the classroom instruction that children receive. Would we even be thinking about this if it was a pilot or an engineer or a doctor? I mean, (laughs) would we want a surgeon that, um, you know, had not really gone to college, but maybe he's operated, uh, I don't know, on a doll or something. It's The teachers feel that it's uh, disrespectful to them um, and disrespectful to the kids that they, that uh, people are feeling or administrators are saying, let's just put a body in front of the kids. Now, what are the long-term fixes? Or are there any? The country struggled to recruit, train, and retain enough good teachers you know, it predates COVID, so we can't totally blame COVID. In the 2010, enrollment in teacher uh, prep programs declined by more than a third, with some colleges reporting further double-digit declines since 2020. A 2018 University of Pennsylvania study found that 44% of newly minted teachers quit within the first five years on the job, and several teachers that I know that are friends did that as well. Finding uh, ways to reduce the cost of teacher training programs and the student debt burden could help make the field more attractive, but so could having support staff to relieve teachers of some non-classroom-related administrative work. We know without major changes, though, the pool of available teachers is going to continue to shrink, and it's going to leave those that remain with really ballooned workloads. And um, many are saying they're having to do five jobs at once, and those extra duties are less appealing. So the other, the last part of this is that teachers feel caught in a culture war. In the uh, September poll, 88% of teachers said education was becoming too politicized, and that's where they teach. A conservative movement to keep potentially divisive topics out of public schools accelerated in 2021, producing laws just like Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill, bans on teaching critical race theory and curriculum transparency bills that require teachers to post all their classroom materials online. And in this uh, politicized climate, some teachers even found their personal lives were falling under greater and more hostile scrutiny Uh, Willie Carver was named Kentucky's 2022 Teacher of the Year. He is an openly gay English and French teacher. Sadly, he resigned in June, and he cited homophobia in his district. Uh, uh, Parents accused him of grooming children by running an LGBTQ student club at the high school. I think every high school has a club. So he had to think about what it would be like um, Were the students going to see a happy, successful adult who happens to be gay? Or are they going to see a broken, stressed, defeated person standing there? And he decided it was better to get out of teaching. And he was the 2022 Teacher of the Year. So we have to do something, and we have to quit polarizing this country and let good teachers teach our kids. Well, that is our show for today. I hope that uh, you will go to the starstylecommunity.com um, and buy an NFT. 
and know that the drop is going to be on October 26th. So it's going to be exciting because we'll be on the air and we'll find out what is what are the NFTs that we're going to see. So thank you so much for staying tuned. She's Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And with me, Cynthia Bryan. For more information about Star Style, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To get involved with Be The Star You Are charity, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And you can make donations there or volunteer. There's a lot of things you can do. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And I hope you'll pick up a copy of No Barnyard Bullies to be the book of choice. You can read it in just a few minutes. And you and your children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, friends, you will really love it. You'll walk away with a smile on your face. Until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Dream, create, and inspire. And until next week, go out into the world and shine. Thanks for joining me. Ciao for now. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.